because it's more badass to watch someone double monkey kick chain somebody. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Welcome to Movie Mug and the father and son podcast that does indeed want fries with our shake. And thanks for asking. I don't always get fries with my shake. You don't really know what I just said? You know that joke. Hey, baby, you want some fries with that shake? No. You don't? Mm-mm. Well, man. And then it doesn't make any sense either. You want fries with that shake? That's, if that's she's walking, stupid as fuck. She's shaking it. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't put two together. She's like shaking together. it. And you're like, hey, baby. <laughs> you want to let me slip my dick in? No. No. You have hey, to be. baby. S- no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I got you with that one. I didn't say anything. I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies. And I mean, you know the rest by now. This is episode number 16, right? Yep. 16.5. After what just happened to us. <sighs> so just so you'll know, we've already done the first part of this podcast already. And you don't get to hear it because we had to erase it. Because guess what? The movie that I picked is not available for streaming anywhere. You might be able to find it on like a... A broken camcorder in the woods. Maybe. But nowhere else. So the movie that I picked was another 80s movie. I was sticking with the 80s, and I went Revenge of the Nerds, which is another Anthony Edwards flick, you know, Goose from Top Gun, who uh, Jack loved. And so I was excited about three 80s movies in a row, which is kind of what I want to do from the very beginning. And so we sit down to watch it, and it's not on Netflix, and it's not on Amazon Prime, and it's not on Hulu, and it's not on iTunes. iTunes, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And we did yeah. like a little research, and and something said the producers are not willing to Amazon to share this right now, or it's le- unavailable for that kind of reason. And like I know the other day that Directv and CBS were having this big spat where um, we're not going to show CBS and. CBS is like, well, fuck you guys. And, you know, it was a back and forth thing. And look, I get it, man, because those two are relevant right now. But Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> hadn't been relevant since probably like 85. So the producers <laughs> are holding back on letting people stream Revenge of the Nerds. Literally two people were going to stream Revenge of the Nerds today. From one account. So one person. So Yeah. So Movie Muggin was going to stream it. That's it. Nobody else is watching fucking Revenge of the Nerds. They're holding out because they want more money or something. Well, if they didn't hold out, then all our fans would purchase the movie, too. I know. They right? could be getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money right now Because if they let us watch it. Obviously, we're going to do a great podcast on it. Yeah. And probably the best one we've ever done. That's I'm guessing, man. Probably the best one ever done on that movie. Probably the best podcast episode ever of all time across any genre. That's... But, Very ambitious. But now we can't. <laughs> and so y'all are missing out on that. But if it would have been, everybody would have been downloading Revenge of the Nerds. So fuck you, producers. You guys are losing a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Suck a dick. Yeah. I spit on you. Did I mention that we're not doing uh, lobby time? We decided that we're only going to do lobby times, like kind of when we have like official business. Um, when we just want to shoot the shit a little bit, then we're not going to have lobby time. No need. 
Uh, I know that might disappoint somebody out there, but you'll get over it. Yep. Jack, I saw something the other day that might excite you. And it's not boobs. No. (laughs) (laughs) So remember back to our first episode, the great Samara or Samara Weaving, who played the babysitter? Oh, yes. She's in a new movie. It's about to come out. It's called Ready or Not. We're going to see it. It says... It says, Grace couldn't be happier after she marries the man of her dreams at his family's luxurious estate. There's just one catch. She must now hide from midnight until dawn while her new in-laws hunt her down with guns, crossbows, and other weapons. As Grace desperately tries to survive the night, she soon finds a way to turn the tables on her not-so-lovable relatives. That's kind of cool. It, it, it sounds like it's going to be really it good. It sounds interesting. And she's a good actress. Yeah, and it, it, if she's kind of in another dark comedy role, I'm down. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's get into today's movie. So it's my turn, and so I picked another movie, this time not from the 80s. Nice. <laughs> it's from 1979. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, 80s movies are always such a gamble. And now look at me. This movie is 100 years old. <laughs> no, th- Fuck. this movie is one hour and 34 minutes. It's rated R. It did come out in 1979. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm? 95% of Google users like this movie. Jeez. Let's hear what the Mormon mothers have to say. Frequent violence involving the police who are among the film's villains. Wow. And a girl wears a thin top throughout the movie, which is slightly see-through in some scenes. In some scenes? Yeah, so I know you haven't heard anything about boobs yet, so you're going to have to well, maybe give like your... boobs. You might have to give your bucket of chicken to somebody else. And references to a female character's promiscuity. Oh. Yeah, she might live on Easy Street. Right <laughs> this movie was my all-time favorite movie when I was in sixth grade. Okay. So I was 10 years old when it came out. By the time I saw it on cable a couple years later, I was in sixth grade and I taped it on a VCR. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't hyperbole. Every day when I came home from school, I watched this movie. Oh my God. For a long, long time. (laughs) And I, I knew all the words. I watched this movie a shit ton and I've seen it so many times and I could probably still quote a lot of it tonight. I'm not going to, because I don't want to be that annoying guy. (laughs) Yeah, you better not be. And this movie, when when we started this podcast, this was going to be my first pick. Dang, and your first one was Airplane. Yeah, because I, okay. I, like I said, I keep chickening out. This movie meant a whole <laughs> lot to me when I was younger. Oh. And it's one of those movies that I wasn't break sure. your heart. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time. Wasn't sure if it was going to, if it's going to stand the test of time. Not sure how you're going to like it. And it's one of those that, I don't know, I just. Sacred. I want to keep it close and protected. <laughs> so you ready? Yeah. So this movie is called The Warriors. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard you you said you loved this movie when you were I loved younger. it growing up. Whether it stands the test of time or not, I do not know. I'm sure it's not going to be as good as it used to be, but I have a feeling that I'm still going to enjoy it and I have a feeling that you're going to enjoy it too. Any idea what it's about? Well, I've seen there's the there's the PlayStation 2 video game. Oh, that's right. And I do know I never played it, but they beat people with like bats and they wear vests. With no shirts. So it's funny that you mentioned the vest with no shirts. So one of the things I did, of course, I couldn't get a leather. <laughs> I couldn't get a leather vest when I was a sixth grader, but I had an old blue jean jacket. And I cut those fucking sleeves <laughs> off, and, and, and I grabbed off one shirt. of my and I gra- yep, and I grabbed one of my wooden baseball bats and I kind of taped it up all cool, and I walked around the neighborhood <laughs> looking like that. 
Yeah, so you you do know a little bit about it, a little bit, but you've never sat down. Uh, the, it says the cops are one amongst the enemies. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's take a movie mug and pause. It's back, baby. Sadly, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are back from watching 1979's The Warriors. Yep, <laughs> Jack, you want to give her the fifty cent tour? Uh, yes. So. The gang called the Warriors, they get invited to go to this kind of gala thing <laughs> with uh, all the other gangs in New York, and there's this guy named Cyrus, who's the president of the biggest gang or whatever, and he's just doing a, a speech, talking to all the gang members, saying, hey, I know we're all fighting each other now, but I call this truce, so we're all going to stay together. There's only so many cops in New York, and there's more of us. We'll take all of this instead of having our little territory. One gang guy, who I'll call Crackhead from now on, shoots Cyrus in a ceasefire moment and blames it on the Warriors. So, really, it's their tale of getting back home, beating the shit out of people, wasting them, sorry, and just trying to get home and their adventures throughout that. So, they're from Coney Island. Mm -hmm. They go all the way to the Bronx for this meeting. And then they have to find their way back to Coney Island. Yeah. With cops looking for them, with all the gangs in New York looking for them. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of trouble following them. Which is a pretty kick-ass concept. That's a great... I, I'm thinking right now, it'd be awesome to see it redone, but would it be awesome to see it redone? I've thought the same thing so many times. I think the right person could make this a really, really I good I do movie. too. I think... Because with the better fighting, looking fighting, where you can tell it hits them... Because in this movie, you could tell sometimes it just swung right past them. It worked in 1979. Well, yeah, you. it worked now. I thought it was good. Hey. Like it, You could still see a little bit of that, but you knew it was 40 years old now. Yeah, that's As true. of this recording, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So you got to compensate in your head for a little bit of that. That's a good way to put it. You got to compensate for the years. You, you can't just like, if you look at a movie that comes out 2019 and there's that, you don't compensate because it just came out. <laughs> That's but true. for the the older techniques and technologies, you have you had a little uh, compensation meter in there, ready for uh, ready for what you might see. I'm proud of you for doing that. I always do that. It, it just makes sense to me. It's the logical thing to do. I think this could be done really, really well I if they decided too. to redo it. So at the beginning, you just see it's just all these gangs making their way. Yeah, and some of the I don't know if this was true to 1979 <sighs> gangs in New York, but you had some Fuck. gangs that were like dressed like mimes, I guess, face paint and all. I don't know what the hell's going that on was, there. You had a, no. a gang gang member, gang leader on roller skates and overalls, and you, the rest of them were in overalls with no skates. You had gangs that looked like pimps. You had gangs that wearing like monk outfits. Yeah, it <laughs> but was. They bring a hockey stick to a fight. It was kind of strange and it was kind of yeah. funny. It was like uh, I'm not running from a guy who painted his face like a mime. I mean, no. they literally look like mimes. I'll just trap him in a box. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. What is he going to do? Are you gonna, you want to fight? Well, too bad you're trapped in a box and then well, it's he, over. He can't answer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He'll just put his hands up and show you that he's trapped in a box. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. But I did love the concept. Yeah, I did too. It's, And I would say if it was to get remade, it w- should just be kind of like a frame by frame, same thing as what we just watched. I wouldn't want, like, extras. I mean, they can't obviously get people to look exactly like everyone from the movie, but I think it could be done. So the Warriors had to get back to Coney Island, 
And they tried to just take the train, but then somebody set a fire to stop the train. Yeah. And so then they have to walk through some of these other gangsters' neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was a big turf thing back then. You don't walk across somebody's I think turf. it still is. You don't, yeah, And I is. can't say, like, I know everything. I'm not a gang banger. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> but so every, um, every time they walk somewhere, they're on somebody else's turf. And then mm-hmm. they had to deal with all those gangsters and things like that. And, and they're getting split up. Mm-hmm. They're taking other subway trains to other parts. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get back. Uh, so three of them got taken away or like died or whatever. Their leader at the very beginning, whenever, like after the shooting, he went to go check on Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. And that's whenever the news hit, the warriors did it. And he just got killed, <laughs> like elbowed to death. Then one of their other buddies was wrestling a cop and got pushed into like subway tracks mm-hmm. as a train was coming. And then the other one just got arrested by the cops because he was a hornball with no brain. He was an a-hole, too. He was an asshole, but he could fight. Yeah. And he had the tank top and the gloves for it. <laughs> I mean, he had this skimpy tank top and these leather gloves that were ended at the wrist, the real small ones, mm-hmm. and he was just kicking ass. Whenever you were little and you would watch TV, you would always be like, I'm him. Yeah. You, yeah. Would, you would claim, that, no, that's me, and you and your friend would argue about it all yeah. the time. No, I, I'm I'm G.I. Joe or whoever. Uh, SpongeBob and Patrick. I'm SpongeBob. We wanted to be SpongeBob so bad because if, if you're Patrick, it meant you were a dumb fuck. Yeah. No one wants to be Patrick. So you would argue about who was who. So yeah. is that who you were in this? Were you Ajax? Until he got arrested, obviously. Then I fought to Swan. So Michael Beck, <laughs> Michael Beck was the main guy, and he Swan. Yeah, he was Swan. As we all know he ended up him. being the gang leader, and he was the coolest guy ever. Man, I wanted to be that guy, and that's <laughs> when I, you know, I did. Man, I just I had my hair similar to his, and got the vest. I got those. He wore a vest. <laughs> I got those six pack abs to this day because of that guy. Mm. He was really cool, right? Yeah. The next movie he was in, he was a fucking dork. It was called Xanadu. And <laughs> I can't even tell you what the movie's about because it's a very bizarre movie. And maybe we'll watch it sometime just to make fun of it. But it's got Olivia Newton, John from Greece, and she's this roller skating girl. And he follows her. And I don't know if she's some kind of alien or what, but he just he goes from this badass gang leader to this dopey guy who follows a roller skating girl. And it's just it it broke my heart when I saw him in Xanadu. I was like, "Kick ass, Michael Beck's in Xanadu!" Yeah. And then he saw what Xanadu was actually oh, about. Xanadu is a very bizarre movie and terrible. Today, thinking about all the gangs, uh, you know, I'm thinking Bloods, I'm thinking Crips, I'm thinking MS13, the Latin Kings, and just <laughs> doing it like that. I, I don't think these mimes and this baseball furies who carried the baseball bats and dressed like the New York Yankees and painted their face. They come out with their baseball bats. They're going to get shot. Yeah, it's it's going to be over pretty quick. And uh, one thing I noticed, guns were extremely rare in this film. There was one gun shown. And maybe that's how it was back in the 70s. Maybe you just rumbled and you just fought with maybe a switchblade, but some people like showed up with chains and baseball bats. That was cool. Crowbars and but things But that like might that. just be movie effects for like the effect of the movie. What do you mean? Because like, it's more badass to watch someone double monkey kick chain somebody than just to watch someone get shot like they're all in the bathroom all in the stalls imagine if they all had guns that scene would not be as cool no it wouldn't because there's a dude doing a flip or whatever after he got kicked when he was trying to chain somebody then someone got choked out by a chain and flipped over their back I want to get back to the double monkey kick. What exactly <laughs> is that I tried to move? think of some crazy <laughs> sounding double, move can you show me real quick the double monkey kick 
<laughs> I can describe it. What What does it look like? I don't know. <laughs> no, I can describe what you do to our oh, listeners. Um, think, I, think about it. Maybe a double monkey kick. Okay, I'm, I'm about to do it. <laughs> what it. Tell them what it looked like. That was just a single monkey kick. <laughs> Practice it <laughs> and come helix. back and we'll try it later. <laughs> Triple helix, quadruple monkey shot kick. But it, I think it was a cool concept too because when they went to talk to Cyrus, Cyrus is like there's 20,000 people here or something like that. And then yeah. there's 20,000 more. And then 20,000. And he was talking like there's 60,000 gangs across the boroughs of New York. If members. We, yeah, yeah. If we all, yeah, members, if we all organized into one, we could take over this whole city. He said there's 20,000 cops to the 60,000 gang members. Mm-hmm. Like, that's easy. Except all the cops have guns and you have two by fours with a nail in the end. So if you think about that now, like <laughs> if the Bloods and the Crips, because you, you have Crips that fight Crips, you know? And yeah. If you had the Bloods and Crips and MS-13 and the Latin Kings and all the other little sects that got together, that could be a scary place. Well, I also think if there was anything to be run like that, like Cyrus did, a ceasefire and all that, no, there's going to be a whole gang that rolls up with guns. Is like, oh, I'm going to kill all of my competitors in one hour. It's too different now. I, I could never see a ceasefire like that happening. I feel like too much violence and greed. And actually, fun fact, I ordered something online, and my package uh, was actually in Compton yesterday. Really? Yeah. Wow. What did you order? It was a shirt. Sweet. (laughs) Is your package coming straight out of Compton? Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. You saved it for me, and I appreciate it. You Damn. just you just pitched it underhand to me, and I just I smoked it. <laughs> just like one of the gangs from this movie. They wore uh, baseball uniforms mm-hmm. and cleats and the high socks. And I thought they were so cool. That was really cool. One half of their face was painted black and their neck, and the other half was painted another color, and they ran around with baseball bats. Mm-hmm. And they were silent. None of them said anything. Yeah. That was... More mimes, I guess. <laughs> that was the weird part, yeah. You know, one thing that did bother me about this movie, watching it as an adult, as a kid, dude, I was all in. Yeah. As an adult, I got to thinking tonight, why didn't they just take their vests off, go buy some t-shirts somewhere and split up and just go home? Yeah. Or get a motel or rent a car or something. They, but they kept their vests on and they just kept walking through things. Fuck that, man. Put them, put them in the locker in the, the subways or something. They, Which pride does not... I don't have enough pride... For anything to not killed. get shot in the right. head or anything. But I also think in the end, the other gangs came to Coney Island. So I'm thinking they get home. Well, then they're just going to have to fight those guys anyway. No. But it makes the journey better. Because I'm going to go walking in my button down shirt acting like I'm somebody else. You in a gang? Hell no. Like I just got off my job at such and such. Quiz knows. Instead of trying to get home and having to fight your way through, take off your warrior vest and, and go into some store, buy a shirt, go take the subway and pretend to be just a regular dude. John Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had a warrior vest, would you take it off? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would sleep in that motherfucker. Yeah, me too. That could have been the coolest thing you could have ever gotten me you when I was a kid. buy one online. I think I'll I want buy one. one. Let's, I want one. Let's frame it and put it in and, the podcast well, studio. I was going to say, we just wear it every time we go on air. Fuck Yes. And and one of us will get like a bandana, and they had like feather voodoo looking charms on a couple of the guys. No, those were roach clips. So they used to have these feathers. I know that what were a... leather, and they were connected to roach clips, and you'd wear them what? in your hair. What? Yep. I I didn't think there was any fancy oh, I had part one. of a roach clip. No, 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 no. I had one. 
We need to make that happen with the with the warrior vest. We you we must get a warrior vest. Party city. We might party city. <laughs> it's made of fucking tissue paper. I don't know. If somebody's good out there with leather working, you can make us a bad motherfucker wallet and a warrior's vest and two warriors vests. Well, we can share if we need to. No. I'm a little bit bigger frame than you because you got your swan six pack abs, your mm-hmm. great physique, so I think we need two. I'm the leader though, and the leader gets to mm. wear the vest. Make your move, Ajax. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> Fuck you. It doesn't tell us any of the other characters' names besides Ajax, Swan, Cyrus. Fox. Who the fuck is that? Fox got thrown into the train. Uh, Fox. White guy afro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fun fact about else? him. I read, I read recently that they had two people play that actor because the first guy was such an asshole and wouldn't show up or was on drugs or something. And so that's why you didn't really see his face when he got thrown into the train, because that was a completely different character. <laughs> you also said that a guy got his ribs broken whenever the baseball guys were fighting the Warriors. The baseball furies. Baseball furies, sorry. Uh, they were fighting the Warriors, and one of the Warriors had a baseball bat. And right as you said, you know, actually, in this scene, a guy got his ribs broken. In real life. <laughs> we, we see a guy get hit hard in the ribs, and we're like, oh, there he is. Yep, that must be it. <laughs> Perfect timing. Well, it sounds like you like the movie. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yes, you, man. All I don't these understand from, why you thought I wouldn't like this. Dude, Same with the last. Here's why. Ridgemont High. Because I didn't think that you had it in you to compensate. I'm a compensator, Dad. I just, why do you think I drive a huge truck? What do you truck? mean you're a compensator? Why do you think I drive a huge truck? Sometimes you're like <laughs> Jack. The fuck sometimes up. you're like the furthest person from a compensator. Well, that's if I'm watching a, a movie such as Jaws that okay. does not deserve the compensation. I just got your compensation joke in the big truck. So sorry about <laughs> it took that, you. That, I yeah. thought I, I thought you were ignoring no, it. I'm I was like, what an asshole. I was trying to think about what I was going to say next. It was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> Little penis, big truck, compensating, yeah. Yeah, a lot of bumper stickers on the back. Some balls hanging down. <laughs> <laughs> on me and the truck. Yep. Okay, so favorite parts? Mine is the bathroom fight. Whenever Swan realizes he's alone at this point, and there's the roller gang is after him, and he knows it, and he sees the rest of his crew that's still alive walking down some subway stairs, and they all go into this bathroom all in their own stall and make the guys come in and they beat the fuck out of them where the, the quadruple monkey flip double helix chain gang thing happens. And I don't know, it was a cool fight and that's where Swan picked up his switchblade for the end. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a really cool fight. And there's the cool shot in the end when some, one of the roller gang boys got kicked straight through a stall door and it was like this camera was already set up in the corner of the stall to see that yeah that was cool i'm trying to think what my favorite part would be what did you say your favorite part was as a kid so when fa- they were running away from the baseball furies yeah my favorite part as a kid was when they came out of the subway and the baseball furies are standing there with their bats and they're like mm-hmm. uh i think we need to go and so they take off running and then the music starts playing and it was a cool it it's was just a cool this song. little chase scene down, 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 take it down, down, down. The fucking cardio on these guys, man, because they're running all the time. You said that Zombieland quote. Yeah. Rule number one, cardio. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was this movie. But yeah, that was that was my favorite part growing up and probably still my favorite part. Just listening to that music and just kind of reliving that again. It was a good soundtrack. And they fought with the Baseball Furies. Sometimes there were some songs in there that were kind of like, eh. 
they had this DJ lady and she would like play songs and talk about, oh, we need to get the Warriors. Here's a song for you, Warriors. And it would be nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. The riffs. They're like, the riffs have a message for you, Warriors. Mm -hmm. Here's the song. I thought that was a really cool touch. Bucket of chicken time. And there's no boobs in this. So they're basically This is really going to push you. Um, so I was thinking maybe the DJ lady, it only showed just her mm-hmm. mouth talking into a mic real smooth. Yeah, that like, was good. It was really cool. I asked at one point if she was God, because she just always was up to date on the warrior situation, <laughs> but people were just calling in and all that. But she always had a good song to play. She had a really good voice for it. Yeah, she gets my bucket of chicken. All right now, warriors. No. Keep on bopping. No. Oh, oh that was it. close. So she gets your bucket of chicken? I think so. That's awesome. I mean, I'd like to... That's a little more of a like an obscure bucket of chicken mm-hmm. that I thought about. A cool touch. Yeah. Without her, the movie would have been missing a little bit, I think. I thought she was really cool. She served as a bit of a narrator to let you know what was going on with things. Uh, she talked about some of the guys who were after them and like what they were thinking. The nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Let you know that those guys are fucking after you. <laughs> and then at the very end, whenever... Everyone realized, oh, it wasn't the Warriors. It was this crackhead piece of shit who blamed it on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, uh, for one of the gangs or whatever, who had a really tough time making it home, here's a song. And it was the end song, and it was really good. Yeah, of course, at the end, we really didn't touch on that too much. This this gang that blamed it on the Warriors, uh-huh. they're waiting for them in Coney Island, and mm-hmm. then the Warriors get there, and then this guy's clanking these bottles together, and the Warriors come out and play. Yeah, it sounded nasty. Calling out the warriors to come out and play, and then they meet on the beach, and Swan throws the switchblade into his yeah. arm, and then the Gramercy Riffs show up with with hockey sticks and baseball bats yeah. and nunchucks and just everything. And did you, just did you, did you just say numb nunchucks? Nunchucks? None, as in like the woman of God. None. Like you ain't getting none nunchucks. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You know what I mean? Not. No, I didn't. I couldn't tell by the slight difference in well, letter sound. Numchucks are just the Kmart brand of real nunchucks. <laughs> my bucket of chicken, it goes to the same guy who I would have given my bucket of chicken to. <laughs> Your when lifelong I was hero. In sixth grade, Michael Beck as Swan. That You're dude, giving it to him because he turned your life around. You're fit as hell. And you're awesome and because have been, of him. Have been since I was eleven or twelve. Yeah, never <laughs> looked back. Mm-hmm. So Swan, Swan gets my bucket of chicken. He, I knew he would. He was he was my bro. He's still my bro today, man. He's he's my hero. Love you, Swan. Okay, it's score time. Hmm. Okay, I have a number in my head. Okay, <laughs> I need a drum roll though. Eighty-seven. What? <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. Really? You heard me talking for the rest of this podcast good about it. I know. But you think I was going to fail it? No. You talk good about Beer Fest, too, and you ended up giving it like a 75. Beer Fest which, isn't that kind of fucking movie. It was enjoyable, and it was funny. Yeah, but it's not meant to be a high scorer, Dad. Like, Bruno could have been enjoyable and funny to me. Yeah. But that's not a movie that was born for glory and high scores. I'm not sure The Warriors was born for glory and high Uh. scores either. It's hard for me because I've seen this movie so many times, and I knew everything that was coming up. Your childhood hero movie. It's not as great as it was when I was in sixth grade. Without question, not as great. I'm, I'm going 80. I still enjoy it. 
but it's not what it used to be. Yeah, I know what you mean by that, but it's not something I can really picture until I get older. And I think I've seen it so many times that maybe it's ruined me a little bit. It ruins the gold for you. Yeah, it ruins the gold for me. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It sounded kind of (laughs) weird. I noticed that it wasn't his voice, but it didn't bother me really. But that's that's like in memes that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I've seen airplane things in memes before I saw the movie. It's always cool seeing something where you didn't know where it was from. All right, any parting words for the Warriors or any of our boppers out there on the streets? Someone needs to make me a genuine, 100% leather, handcrafted, handcrafted Warriors vest with the embroidery. Absolutely. Two of them. And send me a baseball bat, too, and a chain and a guide on how to triple monkey flip kick. (laughs) I just want the jacket and a, and a <laughs> wallet that says bad motherfucker. Yeah. Because we, we've started kind of decorating our podcast studio. We, we've we got been some, decorating this yeah, shit. Yeah, we, we have some cool shit, and I'd like to get some more cool shit in here. A warrior's vest. I'm fucking, as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to get online and just see if that's a thing. If, we just, if it's real cheap, we just frame it so I'm we don't have to wear it. If it's it. real cheap. It's not well, going to be real cheap. <laughs> uh, if it's not leather. I was talking about like a really like... Like a pleather? Shitty party city one that you wear for one Halloween and throw away that night. Funny story, Halloween story real quick, and then we'll end this thing. <laughs> yeah. There was a haunted house, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm doing I'm doing air quotes right now when I say haunted house. It was a garage that they put up a sheet in the middle, and you went through one side, and you came out the other side, <laughs> and all it was pretty much was like some kid on the ground who was reaching out for your feet There or were something. like three kids in there. They were older than me. I was young. I know. But they were wearing <laughs> costumes I had seen at Party City. Mm-hmm. And there was one who like screamed like like a girl like a little girl scream. And then there was one who just like kind of walked close to you. And I, that was enough. <laughs> the the point of this story <sighs> is he dropped his bag of candy and ran out. His older sister <sighs> had to go back in there and get his candy for him. I was shaking outside, I remember. He was not having it. I didn't, like, <laughs> I think mom said, where's your candy? And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> they stole it. It was 0% scary. 0% fun. It was so scary. <laughs> they never had another one because I wanted to go there every time and see <sighs> see when he would finally, see when his nuts would finally drop and he'd be able to walk mm. through there. I've still, every year, I try to get him to go to a haunted house with me and he's like, okay, all right, let's go. And then yeah. October comes. And let's, it's let's, oh. let's go Saturday. All right, dude. No, I don't want to go. You still won't go, will you? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boppers. That'll do it for episode number 16 of Movie Muggin. Let's play a song for you. We appreciate you listening. We know you can listen to other podcasts, and you probably do, but you keep coming back to us, and we appreciate that. It just morphed into something else, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Guys, we do love you. We appreciate the feedback we get from you. Hopefully you've checked out our website by now. Hopefully you're going to suggest some movies for the movie mug and fucking random movie picker soon, or just suggest some movies. We'd love to watch those. We'll give you a shout out if you tell us who you are. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can check us out on Instagram at movie Muggin. Of course you can email us as well. Moviemuggin at gmail.com. And until next time, stay groovy, stay groovy. Well, hello, handsome motherfucker. (laughs)